0: everybody to edge of the rabbit hole i'm author and ghost story and mike ricksecker with me as always is vanessa hogle my co-hostess and down there in the chat room shaking things up our chat shenanigator shana yeah she's uh she's she's back down there shenanigating tonight so you guys you have to behave now i know the last couple weeks you were doing crazy stuff and it was like the wild west down there but she's back so look out <laughs> story. yes it is so, all right, we have Kelly McCarvel back in the house with us tonight. If uh, you recall last, I think it was last December, maybe. I, I can't remember the exact date, but uh, we had Kelly on to talk about different psychic phenomena, paranormal phenomena, things like that. And we got into like a real deep discussion about spirit guides. So, She is a psychic medium. She's the moon spinner. She's a paranormal investigator as well. And we are excited to have her back on the show. And I I think we're going to be getting into some, uh, well, we had a pretty fun conversation going on (laughs) before the show started. So Kelly, welcome back.
1: Thank you very much. It's fun to be back.
0: Absolutely so. Go ahead, Vanessa. I know you're just itching there.
2: (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) The bit is what I'm doing. Kelly, yes, <laughs> you mentioned uh just a few minutes ago that you had um you had had an uh, um, an interesting thing happen, something that kind of fell into your hands, yes, so like literally, as, uh, <laughs> yeah, kind really. of literally, yeah, um, and and you know, basically, it's gonna make good fodder for us tonight. Um, explain what that was, <laughs> so. Last night,
1: I had my monthly intuition class that I teach, and I when I got there, they were discussing this book that one of the gentlemen that was there had, I don't even know where he got it from, um, but uh, they were reading portions of this book and some of the, the information that was in this book, and it's just, it's the craziest information it's um you know everybody's entitled to their own opinions and i completely understand that uh you know i i don't know 100 percent the answers to things either but vanessa you and i know what we do and there's stuff in here that's just like oh yeah that's so not right that's just not right
2: <laughs> you're absolutely right everybody is entitled to their own opinion however this particular book, based on what you had just told Mike and I, he is stating it as fact. And that's where I start to get a little irritated. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, uh, just he's just he's the fact th- that
0: he's talking about well, you can only talk to ghosts for four months. I mean, it's basically it's wild and crazy, you know, presumed facts <laughs> that exactly. never, you never knew about ghosts before, you know yeah well you are backed enough. up
1: by two ghost trials though see there there's there's ghost trials in here of what you're supposed to do and um at the like, risk of sounding stupid
2: what the fuck's a ghost
1: trial through the different <laughs> methods of detecting a ghost in case anybody doesn't know how to do it um that's what he used the ghosts it sounds like
0: I mean, it's like you're putting the ghost on trial. I mean, those
1: trials. So.
0: So he actually sit down and talk with the ghost, put him on like the witness stand and be like, all right. (laughs)
2: Like (laughs) Judge Wapner there or something, because he's deceased, right? Judge Wapner presiding over this whole thing. I remember him. I don't understand. You need a ghost
0: judge for the ghost trial. Come on now.
2: Oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, that would
1: be hilarious. I'm, no, i this, yeah. this is more like, um, and the, they talk about the different ghost trials in here. So it says the first, first ghost trial version one. And then I switched to the, where it says the version two. And I was so confused because I was rereading the same information again. And it took me a little bit to realize that it's the same three questions, but at the end of the question, he puts now. So, so
0: he's supposed just...
1: to ask, is there a spirit in this room? Yeah, for for trial one, your first question is, is there a spirit in this room? For trial two, your first question should be, is there a spirit in this room
2: now? So copy, paste, add now. (laughs) (laughs) And I was laughing about this because I'm like,
1: so all he did was add now. And if I had just kept reading section 1.1.3 says, the difference between the two methods, the "now" word, just like, oh my
2: god, this book is well, just- But, but, but here, we, here oh. we go. This is what I'm trying to understand because another part of that book that you read said, "A ghost can answer when they're tired, just not yes." Well, what yes. if you've got a tired fucking ghost and you ask them, "Is there a ghost in here?" Whether you put "now" next to it or not. yes. <laughs>
0: It's yes well, or no. Well, here, here, yeah. I mean, because here's my thing. What if you have a you have a tired ghost on hand, and it's um it's a male ghost, and you ask, "Are you a woman?" <laughs> exactly. So now, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, no, actually, I actually, I should, I should have said that the reverse. <laughs> that should have said that the the reverse way. But you know, you you get the idea. Exactly. Know. I
2: I mean, I, I just I can't. I mean, I realize I'm tired. I realized that maybe I might be a little foggy, might be a little little fuzzy, but that's lunacy I can't wrap my brain around.
1: (laughs) That's how I feel about a lot of the things that I read. And guys, full disclosure, again, I have not read this entire book. Um, It literally landed in my hands last night because it was kind of like this hot potato thing. The person who had it last was the one who had to take it home.
2: Um, And they were like, no, bitch, it's yours now. I
1: tried to give it back and they're like, oh, hell no, we don't want that back. So I told them I'm going to write in the front of it, property of, please be sure to return.
2: Oh my God. Well, you say you haven't read it all yet, but when we were waiting for the show to start, I looked looked it up on Amazon and Mm -hmm. two stars, one was five. All the other fours of the five reviews were ones. And I think it was (laughs) twenty-seven full pages because the font is so large. So yeah, that's a bathroom break. You'll be all right. (laughs) So well,
1: yeah, it's not very big. I just haven't, and partially, I'm staying away from it because I don't know if I can not argue with him eventually.
2: Yeah, I. But I. I mean. So
0: this this begs this begs the question. You know, there are you know so many and this is one of the issues with the field that we're in is is that there's so many wild and crazy theories and ideas out there and because it's so you know very hard to like you know have that you know quote unquote scientific proof of you know there's there's a ghost so people throw all kinds of crazy theories out there and different ideas so how how do we rain some of that in i mean how how do you guys deal with that when you when you start because you're both psychic mediums when you start talking with somebody like this face to face and they have all these you know nutty ideas of you know what paranormal is how do you deal with that when you're when you're sitting down talking to these people
2: i tell them to rein in the crazy (laughs) rein it in bring it in bring in the crazy okay Um, and and
1: if really, that's all you can do. Is I mean, you have to just say, Yeah, I guess I kind of started out like I did when I was either talking to you or when the show started, don't remember which, but just that you know, I understand that this is your opinion, that's great, I'd love to talk. You're wrong,
0: you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and most of the time, I won't go into conversations quite that bluntly of you're wrong, but I'm sorry, you're wrong. You're just, this is not right.
2: <laughs> well, and the other thing is oh, it's a yeah. very, very, very solid way to go about that is to turn it completely on them and say, you know, I understand this is your experience. You can only talk to jo- to spirits named Joe on the third Thursday of every month that end in Y. I get that. That's you. Me not so much. So good on you. <laughs> kudos I threw a
0: through a box on my kitchen table too
2: <laughs> 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 there, there was and only the celebrities here.
0: exactly i had to throw that out there um, real quick though well um, well kelly's finding that
1: this was one of the
0: questions okay real quick though uh, we have a five dollar super chat from grizz so thank you very much grizz good to see you down there uh spooky is Dawn uh, $10 super chat hugs for haunted road media and all the mad hatters yes thank you very much and also uh, before we started the show uh, David Y had a uh, $10 super chat he wasn't able to uh, join the show but he uh, threw down a, a super chat oh, so thank you all it. very much Aww. so so okay. go ahead Kelly
1: Oh, I was just going to say this is where it, one of the things we found last night that we were kind of giggling about are there babies or children in the afterworld only children No babies. That's what you've experienced, right, Vanessa? No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I will say this. When the child in question hasn't taken a breath outside the body, like miscarriage or stillborn. um, Right, yep. The majority of them, in, in my experience, I know of them. But they tend to reincarnate much quicker. Mm-hmm. But I know of them. Mm-hmm. I can describe them. But it's not really a speaking to. There, there's. They're part of their spirit is generally with a, a, a loved one, a family member who has passed. But those that did take a breath outside, their right? Office, yes, I mean they're they are right there. You know, and when I have a when I have a a ten month old that's talking to me, and the only way it can i'm not gonna act mm-hmm. like it's not there <laughs> i'm not gonna do it
1: exactly exactly But 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 you have to know because it's written in this book and they don't they're what? not there Fuck. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> how fast can you walk as a ghost four times faster than a human not five not three four
0: because four. it's been measured Sorry. I mean, I always have like a stopwatch, and when I see a ghost coming, I, I hit the stopwatch and time them as as they're walking toward me.
2: I would love to see him <laughs> see the Roman soldiers. I that don't I know that the waist up, and tell me how fast they were walking.
0: Okay, so everybody's I would wondering love to
2: see him see the old lady that came up the hallway
1: at Malvern Manor at me.
0: Yeah, really. Everybody's wondering who uh, yeah. what the book is and who it's by, but. Um,
2: I almost,
0: I don't want to give him credit. Yeah, I, I I would like to just refrain. Um
1: Yeah. yeah just, um it,
0: I guess maybe message Kelly and ask her and she'll tell you privately. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cuz yeah. we are I mean, we are I kind of slam we are slam the kind poor of Yeah, we're slamming
0: well, we're slamming the guy here on uh, on a public forum so you know, you know, a slander suit or I kind of like want to. And
2: <laughs>
1: sorry (laughs) there's there's parts of it in here that really are just kind of like it bugs me because they're so wrong you know but who knows where he got his information from maybe he wholeheartedly believes it and he just needs more education
2: i'm actually gonna go completely opposite kelly i think he wrote it to be controversial to piss people off i think the whole thing is a complete fabrication it's a potential it is. But
1: without having talked to him, I'm not going to sit here and say the man's a complete moron. No, well, come
0: um, on. Or I'm just going to think it. Is it a parody?
2: <laughs> a parody? That is, is it, a very good idea. Is it
0: a parody? Yeah.
2: That is a very good idea, Mike. It could be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't
1: know. But, um, yeah, I'm going to read the book. And then what was decided last night is we're going to continue to pass it around. And eventually it's going to land back with those people who gave it to me because they deserve to be stuck with this.
2: True story.
0: <laughs> True story. So we have a uh, kind of a random question out of the chat, but um, you know, our, sha- yeah. our chat, shenanig- chat shenanigator Shauna has thrown it my way. This is from Giovanni Fitzgerald. <laughs> How in the world do people get to keep, keep their clothes after they die? Do clothes become ghosts also?
2: It's actually an interesting <laughs> question.
0: Well, it's, it's like residual self-image, but at yes. least to me, so, but Kelly's the guest. So Kelly.
1: I guess, you know, I honestly think in my, I've never asked them the question and I probably should just to say, why do you wear clothes? Cause you don't have to. But I think it's more, it's, it's a comfort thing. It's what they're used to. It's what people expect of them. So um, do they have to have clothes? No. Could they wear what they want to? Sure. You know, that no. could throw us all off if, you know, when I die 40, 50 years from now, I decide to come back dressed as a Victorian lady all the time, that could be interesting. It's kind of screw with people's heads.
2: Well, and I mean, I, they. I think they only wear their clothes when they're trying to show themselves to us in full, in full form. You know, it's not, I mean, it would be disturbing for me for a bunch of ghosts to be walking around naked.
1: Right. Maybe <laughs> they just want to be listened to instead of somebody,
2: you know, check it out. You don't work. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my take on it has always been that you're, you know, as a, as a spirit, you're appearing to somebody in the way you want them to be seen. So maybe somebody who knew you like way back in the day, you could uh, appear as a younger self. Um, mm-hmm. And you would probably wear the yeah. clothes that you wore back then. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. vice versa as an, as an older person. Um, <laughs> so there's, is that a black cat?
1: yeah and she's being a pain. <laughs> right.
0: Cool. She so,
1: has to, She's like my little buddy during shows, but if I don't pay attention to her, she just crawls into my lap. But normally people can't see me, so it's not as
0: big a deal. But ah, uh, okay. It, this is my cat. Yeah, Tom McNicholas's cat was doing that when we had him on. That uh, she wanted the attention and kept me out. She was vocal. So. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> she is. She gets. Yeah. Maybe just a touch spoiled. Maybe a little bit. Just a... a little bit. She's my baby.
0: <laughs> Shauna's like it sounds Sorry like a not. lot of us are gonna be running around <laughs> naked in the afterlife because out in the chat everybody's saying that they're gonna run around naked.
2: I, I, I plan on it.
0: <laughs> Vanessa's gonna run around naked. Okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> think about this, Shauna. If we don't have
1: to run around with a bra on, should we? I mean, do we really have to? Con? I mean, first
2: thing <laughs> I did. I don't wear one now. <laughs> I only wear one if I have to, but, you know, I'm going to be one of those, you know, we're going to the, the core, Mike. Yeah. I don't I think Vanessa's ever
0: worn a bra for the insane, show. You
2: know? yeah. yeah. Half the time, I don't wear any pants when I'm doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> if there's ever a fire and she has to stand
1: up and exit quickly, that's going to be interesting.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's No Pants Tuesday. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. That's
0: a new rabbit hole T-shirt right there.
2: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah.
0: But it but it is an interesting point because, um, like Cassie, the the little girl down in the Mineral Springs Hotel pool, um, Dave Nunnally has an idea that um, that she didn't. She didn't die there. I mean, there's there's no record of a little girl ever, you know, passing away down in that pool, yet this girl is there. And so his idea is that she didn't pass away as a little girl there, that she went on, lived a nice full life, and then in the afterlife, you know, it was the Mineral Springs Hotel had been a you know favorite place for her to go to and you know, swim in the pool and all that. So in the afterlife she's gone there as a little girl to kind of remember those times. What do you think of that, Kelly?
1: I think that's a possibility and i think that actually is backed up by um when we were where were we just we were at the dekalb event and um we went to the egyptian theater the lady spirit that was up in the balcony seats that's basically what she was telling me is that when she was alive she could never really afford to go to the theater very often but that she loved it she loved going to the theater and so when she's passed away that's where she chose to be she didn't die there she chose to be at the theater i kind of asked her basically if you're going to hang out at the theater why are you up here in the balcony instead of down you know in the front row with the best seats and she's like well because i don't really belong here so there was still like a little bit of that mentality hanging around like she hadn't paid to watch the show so she didn't want to be extra intrusive um and the funniest thing she's just like well because I didn't pay to be here, but I'm going to be up here because I love theater. Okay,
2: That's then. awesome. Yeah. Okay. That is, and that shows cognitive thinking.
0: Yeah, so there's definitely intelligence here, yeah. The there. Yeah,
2: body there's definite intelligence there and emotion. Oh yeah, and a sense of morality. However, you know, yeah, it, how different it is. You know, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> and that was interesting to me. That was very interesting to me. That she. She had thought it that far forward that she didn't want to be overly intrusive by taking the good seats. You know, wow, She's kind of like, all right, that's wow, yeah, that was kind of my thoughts too. I'm just like, all right, so but yeah, she was just all in her best and she was thrilled to be there and watch the shows. And that
0: yeah. was awesome. very cool, very cool. We have a uh, question here from Leslie Fear Kelly. I'm convinced I lived in Tudor times. Uh, Do you do readings like this, past lives? So, you know, what type of readings do you do?
1: Um, So my primary ability, I would say, is claircognizance, which just means I know things. Um, Past, present, future, kind of a little of anything. I am a medium as well, so I can, can communicate directly with people who have passed. But then I am able to also do past life readings most of my readings are not so much regression where I take you with me to see it. It's more, they give me information about a life or lives that you've experienced in the past that are having some sort of an influence on the life that you're having right now. So it may be whatever lessons you're going through right now, they're going to show me a life that coincides with that to try to say, you know, this is maybe why you feel this way, or this is, this is how you did it last time. So, you can choose to do it different this time but um you know i i and you've heard me say this before i lovingly refer to myself as a mutt i kind of got like a bunch of little different things that i do um so putting labels on things is weird but yeah i i have done past life readings for people before and actually i've got several that i set up this last weekend so yeah
0: very cool so I think that I think that answered the question, but um, yeah. So a little bit of everything, Leslie. <laughs> um, all right. Now where do we go? <laughs> I don't. know. I just we kind I of... just threw on their spirit world, and <laughs> last time we talked about spirit guides, which was very fun. And so we opened we opened with this um, you know kind of misinformation about the uh, the, the supernatural and spiritual right. realm, right. and you know, I, I guess it, you know, everybody, you know, Kelly, you're kind of saying that you have, you know, a, a few different things that you do. You're kind of a mud. Vanessa has some kind of specific things that, that she's able to do. So, how is it that, you know, and I'll say that I even, I rarely say this, but I even have like some sensitivities that are, again, very, you know, different and much lighter and lesser. <laughs> so, how is it that people have <laughs> these different abilities?
1: Everybody is born with certain levels of intuition, with certain levels of abilities. It's really just a matter of two different things actually. So it's a matter of a person deciding that they want to learn more about it, that they want to develop that skill. But, but even if you choose to develop that skill, you're gonna have certain people that are more adept in certain areas. So the three of us could sit down and pick a, take a pad of paper and a pencil and try to draw something. And maybe we're great, we're good at it, you know? But we're not gonna keep up with Adam Tillery, you know? I don't know what your guys' ability are, so I'm not trying to insult you guys, but you know, that he's just got this natural ability for drawing. Well, you you maybe have it for writing, I have it for this or, you know? So we can all do it, but some people have a more natural ability in certain areas. So I think that that plays a factor too. But any type of intuition, any type of gift or ability, you have to practice at it. You have to continue to use it. You have to open yourself up to learning it. And and if you don't use it, it doesn't, that muscle memory starts getting less. It never goes away. But it does get where you're not as used to doing it. And we were given this example last night in class. Um, Mama Pat played the piano when I was little girl and she's played really really well well then she didn't play for a lot of years because there just wasn't time and she sat back down a few years ago to try to play again and she can do it she can but it's not as smooth as it was when she played years ago when i was a little girl but she's been practicing and it's getting better again so it's that playing the piano is the same
2: type of thing it's an ability does that make any sense at all
0: yeah absolutely
2: It, it does it wasn't quite that way for me But I, but I do understand what you're saying. I do understand. Is anyone else's headphones crackly? A little little crackly. Okay. It's there. It's there anyways.
1: It's there anyways. And I mean, and and I get, yeah, it, people are going to have these experiences regardless. They're going to have those abilities regardless of whether or not you really choose to practice them. Everybody has, I mean, everybody's heard of mother's intuition, it's a real thing. Nobody has to think about it. Nobody has to practice it. So it's there to a certain extent. But if you really want to, I don't know, that's just my thoughts. And maybe that's just because I'm a very organized Virgo who thinks things needs to be structured.
2: I can have a lot to do with it.
1: (laughs) And I'm going to fly
2: by the city of your pants, Pisces. I'm like, fuck it. By the way. There you go. See? (laughs)
0: By the way, your Adam Tillery comments drew uh, drew him out of lurker mode. <laughs> is he sneaking in there? Yeah, yeah, he he dropped a couple words in there. So good to see you, Adam.
1: It's <laughs> uh, always good to draw him out of lurking.
0: Yep, absolutely. So uh, Stacy Comiskey is wondering, Kelly, at what age you began to develop your abilities?
1: Um, my abilities actually were there when I was a little girl from from the beginning. Um the the clear cognizance, the just knowing things has always been there. But I didn't know that they were anything. I didn't know that I had I was doing anything different than anybody else. I just assumed everybody knew when their friend was going to call. I just assumed everybody would get in the car for a surprise trip and know where they were going, you know? Um, I I did somewhat I don't remember shutting it down, but I must have somewhat reined it back because it wasn't until middle school that everything started ready or not, here it comes, you know, and it, it was gonna make itself known and I was gonna have to do something about it. So um middle school is when I started learning about it and learning how to control it and learning how to protect myself from things and um, probably late teens, early 20s Is when I decided I, I really wanted to know What it was That I had, what it was that I could do And what I was supposed to do With it, that was the bigger question That that was right about that phase that that Question came in in of That's great, I have all of this Now what am I supposed to do with it Because that's when I started feeling this You're spo- There's a purpose for this So, yeah
0: Okay yeah and I, I know it's kind of uh, a little bit different for everybody because vanessa i know it started mm-hmm. with you when you were extremely young others it kicks in when they're a bit older so what, what's your guys opinion on why that is like even shauna i mean she didn't have any inclination of that until you know she moved into a house that had been haunted and all of a sudden boom it like turned on like a light switch so What's your guys take on that? Why it's always just so different for everybody. And some people, they experience nothing until much later in life.
2: Oh gosh. Um, I think what it boils down to personally is how much you're willing to listen to yourself. There's a
1: lot of truth in that.
2: There's, that is really what it boils down to. Um, when I was very, very, very young. I knew exactly what was going on. I knew what I was doing and I hated it. I hated it. So I blocked it until I was in my twenties as best I could, because I lost everything. I lost all my friends, everything. I've told that many times.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and then when I decided to go ahead and open up the door again, uh, there was no closing it. And it, and I've just been bombarded ever since. But I always, I always knew that, that, that this was me that the me that hit it all was not me this was exactly me. exactly and, yeah and, and it's that's not, what it's i was fun. saying yeah yeah it's not fun that's what i wish people would understand Every, i mean the abilities that came later like the like the really seeing people in full form not just kind of like mirage images but like they're sitting right next to me I begged for that to not happen. Mm-hmm. I said, "If I said, I'll take everything else, but if you could not give me that gift, I will bless you. I'll be happy. Yeah. And within a fucking year, boom. I'm like, oh, y'all don't listen.
1: <laughs> I, I think, Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of what Vanessa said is absolutely true. It's, it's when you start paying attention to it, it's things that go on in your life. You know, like I said, it came back for me pretty strong when i when I was in middle school. Um, but I was changing my, my mentality, my body, my way I looked at things and we moved into a haunted house, you know? So, and, and puberty seems to be right about the time that I started seeing a lot of people have their abilities come back out Um, but kind of what I was saying is in my 20s is when I started getting that pull of there's a reason you have these gifts that you do you know and unfortunately for me even that early it didn't dawn on me that that was that was really defining who I was it wasn't until um, later in my 20s that I finally decided to fully embrace this and not hide that part of me anymore because even after I knew what I could do even with a supporting family I mean my mom has always supported me in this and she's never once told me I'm crazy or I'm making stuff up for any of that I've always had that support system but I still kept it hid for a really long time and I didn't talk to anybody except like my closest family and friends so it wasn't until I was in my late 20s that I started telling other people this is what I can do And deciding to put myself out there and help people outside of my family and friends. And that's when I finally found me. I don't know how to say that. I know that sounds so cliche, but it's true. I finally embraced who I really am. And it changed everything. It changed everything.
2: And I I think you would agree, Kelly, that in many ways, it's a freaking inconvenience. I'd never go back. It's an inconvenience, though, is it not? there are times. Oh, it definitely can be. Yes. A serious inconvenience. And Oh yeah. I've told
1: people a lot of times, you know, yes, I'm fully aware that this is a gift, but this gift can be a curse too. You know, I, I don't always want to feel things. I don't always want to know things. I don't always want to see the spirits and yeah, I've gotten pretty good on keeping my bubble up around me and not experiencing things if I don't want to and not digging into people's energy without their permission, but there's still times that I can't stop myself from feeling things and from knowing things. And sometimes the things that I know, I don't want to.
2: Mm-hmm. I, and, yeah. and that's the thing that I, out of the general public, you know, and people that, that get fascinated by this, which I understand, mm-hmm. I get it, but that's what I want them to really really think about and take home is be careful what you wish for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but on the opposite side of it, yes, definitely be careful what you wish for, but, uh, but if it's part of who you are Mm -hmm. and it's part of what your life purpose is supposed to be, don't shy away from that. Don't be so scared to embrace that side of you that you live your entire life feeling like, you're having to hide parts of you or that you don't you just feel like you're full of holes and that's it sounds so stupid but that's how I felt before I truly embraced all of this is like I was a piece of Swiss cheese and there were all these holes that I'd have experiences but things that just drained through and I, I never fully was experiencing anything until I decided to embrace all of that and fill up those holes of the things that were missing and say okay now I'm whole this is who I am that's the true Then it took me another set of time to get over the this is who I am, now I'm whole, and I don't give a shit what do you think of
2: me. Yeah, Sorry. that takes Sorry. a minute, but man, once you get there, it's purdy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. <laughs>
1: the way it needs to be, but yeah, that's a tough one too. That is a very, very tough one to say I can't I can't care if you believe me. I can't care if you understand what I'm saying or if you believe what I'm saying, that's not my job. My job is to tell you what I have to tell you and you can believe me or you can't, but I'm going to do my job.
2: Exactly right. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So I have a bunch of questions now coming in from the chat. <laughs> so let's get to some of these. Uh, this is from Rebecca Gardner. Uh, Kelly, what is your opinion of the star concept?
1: Um, I think there's some truth to all of these levels of people being born, the indigo children, the star children, the rainbow children, the crystal children. But in reality, I think it has more to do with just how our universe is opening up, how our connection to the other realms is, is opening up and and being more accessible to us than it's maybe ever been in the past you know um who am I to say what the universe's plan is but there's a reason that we can connect easier now than we ever have and I think that 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 has a lot to do and
0: I don't know do you I, think I, that maybe because know, yeah, our cultures become more open to these concepts these days that we're becoming more connected on these levels, or is it that like cliche, quote unquote, thinning of the veil? What do you think?
1: I think it has a lot to do with people being open to experience it. I think this has always been there. I think it's absolutely always been there. But people were so close minded about what we could and should experience. Um, but now that we're more open to experiencing it, more people are, but you have to think of this as any other type of thing. The more energy you give something, the more energy it has. So it's going to strengthen that feedback to us, which strengthens the energy, energy to them. And we're feeding that back, that energy back and forth. It's going to
2: make it stronger. Well, and the, the other thing is since Mike brought it up about the thinning of the veil is. I think that we need to get out of the way of thinking that this that the veil is something between our world and that realm, and realize the veil is not one thing separating the two, but it's our each each of our own individual veils, open, lifting above our own eyes and opening our own sight. It's an mm-hmm. individual thing. It's not a veil yeah, because- of the masses.
1: Uh, yeah, and I mean, we, we can feed that overall veil, but if you still are walking around with your blinders on, you're not going to experience it. Exactly.
0: Could you wear a veil with blinders? I mean, no, I don't, I've never right. worn either, so I don't know these we things.
1: We can do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> I mean, we're going to walk into a lot of things, but yeah, I mean, we can. I do that
2: anyway. <laughs> if you can fall over it, I'll do it. So.
1: I always go home from investigations full of bruises and I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who would be like oh bruises you've been attacked no I'm pretty sure I walked into something somewhere cuz I right. do
0: that
1: Yeah <laughs> happens when you walk around with your eyes kind of closed most of the time feeling things out you know I tend to walk into things so, It's a gift So this is what from
0: Tanya Rogers do abilities get stronger as we age mine have Vanessa's this is not in your head, yes. I would
1: think so. Because, yeah, I would think so because, I mean, not only are, are you probably practicing with them more, have you experienced them more, your maturity level has gone up. And I think that helps a lot. I mean...
0: I think as long as you're staying connected and using it, like you were saying before, giving the example of, of the uh, piano, that is, I think as long as you're continuing to, to use it and do something with it, if you like just... I don't know, sheltered yourself and decided not to do anything with it anymore, then would age even come into play?
2: I I have a very morbid viewpoint on that. I think the closer you get to death.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: And each day we're that much closer to dying. The closer you get to Just like infants are very connected to the spirit realm. Because it just came from it. are very connected to the spirit realm. Yeah. So the closer we get to death, which each day is a day closer to dying. You know. The,
0: the well, then I life. hope my stuff develops very very slowly cuz I plan on living till I'm 126. So
2: <laughs> I want your retirement plan. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I never figured out how I might be able to afford that, Vanessa. I just want to see the year twenty one hundred.
1: <laughs> He's gonna be living in a cardboard box for the right. last
0: forty of yeah. that,
2: but that's what he wants to do.
0: But I you saw it, the calendar say twenty one hundred. All right. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, this is from Leslie Fear. Kelly, tell us about your wildest reading. Something about that. Uh, something about that even surprised you.
1: Um. Wow. Um, you know, there's there's so many, so many readings that I've done that touched me for different reasons. Um, now, part of the thing that I guess I want to share with people is when I'm doing readings for people a lot of times, I don't even necessarily remember what I told them because you know, I, I've lovingly referred to myself as the monkey in the middle. But it really is the case. I'm getting the messages and passing them along as quick as I possibly can, and it's so fast that I don't necessarily remember even what I've said.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel
1: that because people will come back to me, you know, later and say, "Do you remember when you read for me and what you told me?" It's like, "No, I'm sorry, you know." Um, but you have those readings that that they stick with you, and and you can't you can't shake it, you know. Um, I remember one of the first years that we were in the Quad Cities doing our psychic and paranormal expo then. And I was doing a few readings and I had this beautiful young girl come sit down in front of me and she was vibrant and her energy was huge and just beaming personality. It was so great to sit across from her. And I started giving her information and I kept getting this information that was like, that can't be right. That can't be for this girl sitting across from me. And she must've seen it. And she said, you can tell me about my
0: health. And, oh wow.
1: and I'm like, so, so you know, already. And she's like, I do, but tell me. And I'm like, I don't know how to tell you this because here's this beautiful girl who's dying. She had a few months left to live. And I i mean, my kids weren't that age yet, but I had kids of my own and I was just feeling everything that she, she had experienced. And I think the thing that struck me with that one so much was how at peace she was with the fact that she was dying and that she was going to be perfectly fine she didn't want to know about her she didn't want to know what was going to happen to her after she died her only question was is my mom going to be okay you Aww. know and I I told her that you know I had to tell her I had to tell her that this is bad you know I, I, this is so bad and I don't want to say this out loud and that's when I mean I never did I never did come right out and tell her And I said, but I feel like you're, and she says, I'm dying. I know this. And it's just, how would something like that not stick with you? Yeah. You know? Um, But she was such an inspiration, such an inspiration because she was not scared and she was not mad. And she wasn't, she, she didn't have any of this poor me or there was none of that. She's like, I've lived every day of my life exactly the way that I wanted to. And I've experienced so many things. And when it's my time, it's my time. I just need to know my mom's going to be okay. That's all she wanted.
2: Wow. But those are the stories that people need to know. They need to know it's not all about, you know, telling, you know, all all the, 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 the rubbish and everything that people always contact you with, with questions, you know, Uh, that those situations happen and they, they fill you up and take their toll at the same time.
1: Yeah. And, and that, you know, kind of like you were saying earlier, Vanessa, this is a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I got to experience her. I'm so glad that I got to meet her and to, to be a part of that story. But that's, that, that was I don't know five years ago and still it's hard for me to tell her story without getting emotional about it Yeah, because it touched me so so much so yeah it's it is a blessing but it's a curse too yes yeah
0: hey we have a two dollar super chat here from Robert Hanna. thank you very much Robert absolutely appreciate that uh, we have a slew more questions, so we'll see if we can get to all of them. I cannot guarantee anything here. Uh, this is from... See, which one did we have next? We had a uh, real housewife of ghost hunting. Uh, Kelly, do you think dreams affect intuition?
1: I think dreams are part of your intuition. Um, so often... The, the universe, spirits, spirit guides, your relatives, whoever it may be, they're trying to get in touch with you. They're trying to communicate with you and give you that information to you. And your logic is getting in the way all the time. Your, rationing, your Your rationality is getting in the way and saying, oh, that can't be real. When you are in that dream state, your logic goes away. And that is when it's easiest for them to communicate with you because your brain isn't saying that this shouldn't be happening but you have to remember it when you wake up and you have to not just pass it off as a dream when you wake up, you have to stop yourself long enough. So much of intuition is slowing down and paying mm-hmm. attention to what it was you just experienced and not just brushing it off as coincidence.
2: I hate that word, coincidence. <laughs> we prefer synchronicity.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> much better term, much better term. Yeah. Yeah. Coincidence, yeah, yeah, very few and far between. I don't think so. Um, from Victoria M., do you find that strong intuition can be hereditary?
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It um tends to run in families, or like the type of abilities seem to run in families. So, you know, if you have a family that's got a medium, the chances of that mediumship ability being strong and continuing to run
2: down
1: through the family, I believe, absolutely. But that's not a, that you can't have never had a medium in the family before or somebody who's embraced their medium abilities and all of a sudden, wow, wow, there's an amazing one, you know? So, um, I mean, if you talk to mama Pat, she's going to tell you that she doesn't really have the ability to talk to, uh, spirits the way that I do, but I know that she can, I know that she's heard them before. Um, she just, in my opinion, hasn't embraced it like I have. And, Therefore, it's easier for me because I've done it more. But
0: <laughs> So, yes, but it still fun. works differently for each person within the family.
1: Yeah, it absolutely can. It, you, it, it goes back to that example of the being able to draw. And that's a great example, actually. So we talked about drawing with Adam. Mm-hmm. My mom is a wonderful artist. She can draw these amazing things and create all sorts of things. I can't do that. I, if I draw a stick figure, I'm going to have to explain what parts of what the body are, what to get, because <laughs> it's just that bad. So
0: I'll, yeah. I'll give you a hint the big that... round thing on top is the head.
1: There you go. There you go. <laughs> you may be able to pick, up, pick that part out. No. Maybe not. It's it's always a good, you know, <laughs> it's really bad. I. It's horrible how bad my drawing is, but it's okay. Yeah,
0: sorry. So we have, a, uh, <laughs> we have a $5 super chat here from Mouser Squeak. Thank you very much for that. Uh, there's a question within this super chat. Uh, Mouser Squeak asks, do you feel that spirits retain their personality and if they are biased toward women, do you find it difficult to speak with them?
1: Yeah, spirits can absolutely maintain their personalities and their biases. Um, I haven't... I haven't really m- encountered a, many, a lot of spirits that are, like, chauvinistic about women. Like, oh, I'm a man. I can't possibly talk to you. It's more they had issues with women for whatever reason. You know, I guess I'm thinking, like, Shadow Man at, at Melbourne Manor. He had a reason to not like women, and therefore he doesn't. Hank, up in Hank's room, he just doesn't like anybody, but especially not women. But he still talks to me, you know? Um but yeah, they can definitely—they'll retain that that personality to a certain extent. It doesn't mean that they don't maybe get a little more enlightened. Mm-hmm. It's what they they choose to hang on to, and I think that that's a very common misconception that people don't remember that just because you're a spirit, you still have free will. You can right. choose to hang on to that personality, or you can choose to not act that way anymore. That's completely up to you, you know. Um. I go to the Mason House Inn all the time down in Benton, Sport, Iowa, and there's two spirits there that I interact with a lot. One is a Union soldier, one is a Confederate soldier. Theoretically, they should not get along, but they're buddies. They get along perfectly fine because they they have chosen to get along. That's that free will that they don't look at each other like enemies anymore because they're not. And who knows, if they'd have met each other on the battlefield, who knows if even then they'd have looked at each other like enemies, but they probably still would have shot at each other if they had to. So
2: Exactly, because yeah. they would have had to. And um,
1: they would have had,
2: yeah. I channeled Haitian slaves in Virginia, and I'm a Southern white woman.
0: <laughs> so mm-hmm. that,
2: that went mm-hmm. over real well. <laughs> um, but they not let their guard down. It wasn't that Um, it took them a minute to understand that I was actually there to help and not to degrade or belittle or treat them like slaves. But it took a minute. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think your approach to the spirit is going to have a lot to do with that as well, you know, because so like to go back to the shadow man at Melbourne, he's he, he had got that reputation of, chasing people down the hallway and attacking people and, and not wanting people down his hallway. So because of that, that uh, reputation that he's got, a lot of people will walk down that hallway like, you're going to chase me out of here? What are you going to do, you know, and not just kind of going at him almost aggressively. And I took an entirely different approach with him. I started up at the end of the hallway and I said, Hey, I just want to talk to you. I want to know your story. and why you feel like you need to do this and i didn't i didn't grow go at him at all aggressively i started standing at the end of the hallway first because if he was going to chase me i wanted to be able to move quickly um but after i got to where i i figured out he wasn't going to chase me at least where i was i wanted to be less intimidating so i said i'm going to sit down so it could maybe not be quite so like i was you know, coming at him in his face and stuff. And then I would just start slowly working my way down the hallway and saying, I'm going to move just a little bit closer so we can talk better, you know? And it was, it's absolutely the approach that cat. Um, oh <laughs> is absolutely the approach that I took with him um, that, that made it so I could communicate with him differently. So he didn't chase me out of that
2: hallway. It, it intent, Means everything. Yeah, a, a,
0: yeah, a little absolutely. respect goes a long way. Oh, and, absolutely, does, yeah. And so, mouse or squeak? Just to let you know, Kelly was uh, Roland Gerodius. Ah, uh-huh. so, so that was a good Mr. question, Roland. Roland. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, a little respect definitely goes a long way, and that's something that we always talk about here um, on on these shows and in these videos and whatnot on the Hunter Road Media Channel is to is to be respectful of the spirits that are there. Uh, it goes a long way.
1: It makes me yes. so mad when they're not. Mm-hmm. It makes me so, so mad when they don't. Because they're they're people. You would not walk into a, someone's home and start an argument with them. You wouldn't walk into a conversation
2: with somebody and be
1: disrespectful. Why would you do that with a spirit?
2: Because they think that they can't fight back. Oh, and i have to tell you can. they
1: can. They absolutely yes. can. <laughs> yes, so, they can. And whether or not they can have some morals, you know, and I get it. I get that. It's really hard not to sometimes get upset about the things that they, they've done to people. You know, we, um, I actually was just at Mackinac Island, not that long ago. And um, I was there with Chris Nielsen and it, it, it's not a super well-known fact, but there's a witch's drowning pool on Mackinac Island, and we found it. We made sure that we found it because I, we'd learned about it, and I wanted to go there. I mean, it's, I know how stupid this sounds, but I felt like I needed to go there and just pay my respects to say, y- you guys aren't forgotten, and this was wrong. What happened to you guys? Um, but we had found it one day, and <laughs> we. so this witch's drowning pool, it's a tide pool. And basically what they said about it is that it's like this 20, 25 foot drop that it would fill with water. And that's where they they would either dunk them or they'd tie rocks to their feet and drop them into the pool. And but when you get there to see it now, it just looks like like a tide pool. You can't tell that it's got that big drop off. And we were trying to figure it out, but there was going to be no way to figure out figure it out without going to the water. And Chris and I just kind of looked at each other, and he knew I wasn't going to water. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's send a witch in to find out where the drop comes in. Right. So, yeah, he hiked up his pant yeah. legs and went in, and he found the drop. So we knew we were in the right spot. Um, but the next day, we went back, and it was the weirdest experience because I felt like I needed to – you know, the day before I felt like I shouldn't be in the water, but that day I felt like I needed to connect with the water. So I took my shoes off and I just put my feet in the water at the edge of the pool and I was not going in it. Um, my feet was all that was going in it. But even then, there were times that I'd be asking questions that if I started asking questions about like, who did this to you? Or or was it true? You know, were you were you a witch? Had you done something to get this title? And I could feel like, almost like the water pulling at my feet, it was, wow. it was really weird. But at one point, I there, the, the woman that I was talking to was telling me her story, and it was so hard for me not to get mad at the men that did this to her, and particularly this one man that had done this to her. And I'm, I'm a huge advocate for you don't provoke, you don't provoke, you right. don't start a fight with them. But I was mad. And I finally, I told him, I'm like, how could you do this to these women? I said, what made you think that that was okay? I said, look, I'm a witch. What are you going to do about it? You know? And I realized as soon as the words left my mouth that I probably shouldn't have said that, you know? And I made eye contact with Chris and he kind of gave me a look like, just be cautious. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I couldn't help but channel her feelings of, this was wrong I was killed for no reason and it wasn't just her they killed her sister too oh, you wow. know and okay. it's like I was I was just so mad I was so mad that people can do that to another human being how do you look somebody in the eye as you drop the rock over the edge of that
2: hole and watch him sink how do you Piety do and self-loathing piety it's, and self-loathing ugh, that's how it's Blah, makes yeah. me sick to my stomach yeah the majority of the women that were uh, that were considered witches were considered that because they were midwives
1: yeah mm-hmm. they had yep.
2: some type of healing ability and yep yeah that, that was not something that was accepted by the up-and-coming doctors of communities or
1: they were somebody that somebody else coveted and they wanted them out of the way or uh-huh. they were somebody that somebody had a bone with and that was a good way to get him out of the way. And it's like, you
2: know, this is just, ah, yeah. I had three relatives in the Salem witch trials. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they didn't, they didn't, they didn't die. Really good.
0: So while you were on Mackinac Island, did you at least go to the grand hotel?
1: uh, We saw it uh, and we had started off that direction a couple times, but we never actually made it there. Ah we were there for like two and a half days, three days, something like that. And you'd have thought you would think since it's like an eight square mile Island, it's not that it's that big that we'd have been able to cover it all. We didn't even begin to brush the surface of the things that we wanted to do while we were there. So um, it is already in the books for us to go back next year. Cool. Cool.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a place I want to take Shauna to. So I had to ask um all right oh, we're, getting, we're getting down gorgeous. toward the it end so oh yeah right. yeah absolutely we're getting down toward the end of the show so i want to ask you uh one more question here from the chat room and then we'll yeah. start to wrap things up so this is from Bree jones how do you know it's your own thoughts or coming spirit or just playing crazy
1: mm, yes that is a really really tough question and especially for me being the analytical person that i am i struggled with that really really hard because it does with my ability being be in the the claircognizant it does come into my mind just like it's a thought it's like any other thought that i have all of a sudden here's this information that i don't have any reason to know i don't have any ability that i should know this there's there's nothing I didn't get it from anywhere. But I still would pick it apart. Where did it come from? Is that real? And especially with my Virgo personality of never wanting to be wrong, that was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to just, I had to practice with it. I had to, um, validation is huge. And I know that that sounds horrible. And I'm not saying validation in the egotistical way of, oh, you have to stroke my ego and tell me how wonderful and amazing I am. No, I just want to know if I'm right or wrong. And if I'm wrong, by all means, please tell me because I need to be able to see what it feels like when I'm getting a message. that's not right too, you know, or did I interpret it wrong, which can happen guys. There is not a psychic medium out there in the world who is right. 100% of the time. And if you ever encounter one who says that they are run for the hills, (laughs) Right. um, yeah, run fast. We, we can interpret things wrong. We can hear things wrong, but that validation can be huge. Um, before I stepped out of the broom closet and put myself out there to say, this is what I can do. This is who I am. Um, Mama Pat and I used to go for car rides and we would play a game and she would give me the name of somebody that I didn't know. And I would start telling her about them. I'd tell them what the personalities were like, what they looked like, what they did. And that was the way that I practiced and and gained that trust, gained that validation to say, yeah, there really is something to this, you know? Um, And and it let me feel how it felt when I was getting that information then. So now I know it just, the thought vibrates different. It Mm -hmm. feels different in my head. It sounds different in my head. When my spirit guides talks to me, we're we're very similar, but there's a little bit difference in the way that she talks and so i know that it's her partially because of that partially because of where it comes from partially because of her attitude um but it's paying attention and it's learning how it feels and trusting it's trusting that Mm -hmm. that's my thoughts anyways
0: very cool all right well we are at our hour mark, like almost exactly. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> so Kelly, how can everybody find you and get more information about uh, what you do, get readings from you and all that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the easiest way to keep track of me, guys, is to follow me on Facebook. It's Kelly McCarville moon um, If I don't post anything anywhere else, I'm always on Facebook. Um, but I do... my Website, which is mysticalmoonspinner.com. um I do have a YouTube channel that is, has a few videos out there. It's just under Kelly McCarville. Um, and if all of that fails, you can look up the Psychic and Paranormal Expos, and you'll find me and/or Mama Pat out there. And shameless plug: We have our next, next expo coming up in Ames at the end of this month on the 28th and 29th. We thought for a moment we'd have Mr. Mike there with us, but then he backed <laughs> out on us. Gosh
0: yeah yeah um, that was well. I,
1: <laughs> it was funny it, it was, just was funny. kind of funny think,
0: oh yeah i'll do it yeah, oh wait <laughs> I have to keep on yeah but you do put on some very very uh well organized yeah. it's like you can paranormal excellence They've i'd love to be impressed. a part
1: of that yeah i'm not going to be there
0: yeah <laughs> well
1: thank so. you we have fun